Hello, dear friends. Thanks for tuning into this latest episode of Love Service Wisdom. It's the Radha Krishna Roundtable Edition with my partner Krishna, aka East Forest. He and I sat down to talk about our hopes for 2021 and a little bit of a recap on 2022, which I hope is insightful and fun for you to listen to. East Forest is uh, an amazing ally and asset asset to the world with the music that he puts out and all of the energy he gives to creating a more beautiful world, a more beautiful world. And he's definitely a big support of mine. His music was featured in my album that just came out, Guidance, my four-track meditation album, which I absolutely could not have done without him. So big thank you to him for his support with that. If you haven't listened to Guidance yet, you can find it on all of the streaming platforms, Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, Amazon, etc., which you can download or just stream and listen to. It's also on my website. And it's a, my first little gift of meditations out to a broader audience. It's one of, it has always been one of my favorite things to do over the 20 years of teaching yoga is to help guide students into a space of deep rest and calm and reset. So this is the first of many, I hope, of such offerings into the world. Thanks to those of you that supported the release of the album through my Patreon my Love Service Wisdom Patreon, Loretta and Nicole and Jen for sure. And then everybody else that's on there too. If you join my Patreon at any level, I send you a code for a free download of all four of the tracks. You can have those without streaming them. So it's a kind of a nice little bonus. And if you still join now the Patreon, I'll send you one as well. I'll send you the download for that too. So That's kind of new and fun and has been on my heart and mind these past few weeks, as well as making it through the the stress-mess Christmas time, which has been new and different in the COVID era, but just spent it with Maya and Benji, my kids, and Krishna here at our home in Boise, and it felt uh, it felt great. It felt fun and festive. Everybody seemed to be happy and satisfied with their gifts. We went to the hot springs overnight. We cooked some really good food. We went on some hikes and played games, you know, classic Christmas family style. Um, and I'm happy to be on the other side of it for sure. Energy seems to be decompressing a little bit. And then we've got a few more days to the new year. And gosh, I'm not quite sure what the new year is going to bring for me. I don't have like any regular weekly classes like I have always had. And I want to find a way to work that in to my schedule. I'm teaching for my 300-hour yoga teacher training students on a weekly basis. But I want to offer again to the public as well. So I haven't quite decided when that might be. But stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, you could always join me for a private yin yoga or vinyasa yoga or a meditation class or yoga nidra. I've got source meditation space that I see private clients here in Boise, but we can do it virtually as well over Zoom. Some clients have even asked me to give them recorded special yin classes or vinyasa classes designed just for them. So if you want to put in your order for me to create a specific recorded class for you that you could use anytime, send me a message and I'd be happy, happy, happy to do that for you too. You can find all my contact stuff through my website, marissarada.com. And Without further ado, I'll turn it over to this fun roundtable conversation with my sweetheart, Krishna. And if you don't know him and his world yet, I hope you do soon. You can you can find all of his deets at eastforest.org. As of today, we've got a show coming up, one of his ceremony concerts in Salt Lake City in mid-January. So could be an opportunity for a live music experience, a live music experience to drop in for a few hours 
Um, yeah, so check that out on his website. And again, here it is, Radha Krishna Roundtable. Enjoy, everyone. Blessings. All right, here we are. End of the year. In the space between spaces of Christmas and to the new year. Folks will be hearing this around that time. <clears throat> and we thought it'd be fun to do a special podcast where, you know, what are the things you can do that's a little outside the normal routine in podcasts? So it's sort of like doing an AMA and ask me anything. But instead of shifting the questions to the internet sphere, it's we pose them to each other as a mechanism of seeing what happens, what comes out of that. Right? Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, the listeners have the potential to get a great amount of insights because we know the things to ask each other. <laughs> well, we'll see what kind of insight comes out of it. But, we uh, spend uh, <laughs> pretty much 24-7 together. Well, I wrote down some various questions. Um, and I don't know, well, this, you wanted me to kick it off or you want to kick it off? Sure. Well, let's, uh, we could do the staring contest to see who goes first. It's not much of an auditory exciting Experience? thing to listen to. Well, let's just to. say you just lost, so you get to ask me. Okay. As the biggest loser, I will ask you, um, <laughs> what frustrated you the most about 2020? And uh, do you see that moving into 2021? It's sort of a two-parter. That's part one. Okay. Well, it frustrated me the most. Um, having to wear a mask. Okay. I mean, if I'm going to be really honest, having to wear a mask and not just wearing a mask, right? Like actually wearing a mask is totally fine. But like all of the energy that goes into the discussion and the interplay and the social dilemma and the personal dilemma and the interpersonal dilemma the awkwardness you're of saying? wearing a mask like the whole package of it like the that masks became a thing let's say and then there's divisions it was the hottest it. thing in 2020 by far <laughs> if, there's, if anything wins it's masks masks yeah. win and so that's not to say I'm where I was frustrated wearing a mask but I was frustrated with all of the energy that went into the decisions of Wearing a mask and not wearing a mask, which you would think would be pretty simple and straightforward, though it was. You would think <laughs> this. I think this is a great opportunity to, to illuminate everyone into a quick story about the email I got okay. about the show, because uh, it's about you'd think. Yeah. You'd think when this all this mask stuff this came is, up, it's fairly straightforward. He's talking about a show, his ceremony concert that's scheduled for Salt Lake City in January, so coming up in a few weeks. And it's required by the state, right, to wear a mask. It's a mask mandate by the state. And so we follow those guidelines to do that, just like I have in my business or now lack thereof or going to the grocery store or, you know, socially when gathering in certain places and containers. So it's let's just just say it's a rule for the show coming up. Yeah, it's. It's also the law, right? Yeah. Anyway, that's what so I mean. someone someone wrote us this email. I'm tempted to actually read the actual email, but let's just summarize. It was beautiful. The, and and a little pause right here new, now too. You East Force fans, when you send Cray Cray emails or IG messages to East Force, he shares them with me, and we take great delight in, well, in vibing in the emails. I don't together. see everything, but. Just to set it up. So the show on the 16th, currently January, Salt Lake City, someone had written an email that was sent to a uh, general email and essentially started, and it's a very long email. Um, paragraphs and paragraphs. Yeah. And frankly, fairly cogently written. Like it wasn't like there weren't spelling errors and things like that. And so it's like, okay, this is, someone's actually thought this through. And they're starting with, uh, uh, you know, thank yous and gratitude and like okay okay yes thank you wonderful i'm glad everything's working for you and you appreciate this relationship we're in and then saying you know i was gifted two tickets to your event on the 16th in salt lake city okay and then saying and i work in healthcare, and i've been seeing the kind of choices people are making and how detrimental that can be to people's health and i'm like yeah I can see where this email is going, and that's okay. You know, someone's got some concerns, I think, about it. And uh, But, you know, 
I can't in good conscience. And what do they say? I can't in good conscience for my mind, body, spirit, health, and personal, um, uh, like my personal sphere, wear a mask. I can't wear a mask. Therefore, I want a refund. <laughs> Instead so, of, I can't believe you're holding it in a vent. How dare you? They're like, I can't go to this because I would be required to wear a mask. And that goes against not just my personal, personal spiritual values, but actually think it's dangerous for people. And I've seen that happen in my job in healthcare. That That's the message, Darcy. So when you talk about masks and uh, how that's been the, the theme of 2020. Yeah, and there's apparently no clear-cut even path of like how we handle it, it sort of. Right, so you're, the second part to your question was, do I see it going into the future, that frustration? I would I say. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, yep, I would. And I guess I, we can leave that subject there. You should, I have a feeling it might come back with my questions here. <laughs> Um, well, I'll just go right into part two then. So what is it that you're most hopeful about for 2021? That could be both personally and also collectively. What am I most hopeful about for 2021? Well, I personally, you know, with the closing of my studio and the like, uh, new evolution of self freedom in a way. It's freed me up to do a lot of new or different or just more in the same way of the things that I really love, like teaching and coaching and meditations and kirtan and study. I look forward to all of those pathways deepening and, you know, finding more of a groove. And I'm hoping to maintain the energy of spacious abundance and slowing down. That's my greatest hope for myself and for all of us is the energy of slowing down, which I've talked about many, many times. And it's still like number one right up there at the top of my list. What am I hopeful for? For well, Could I ask you more about that? Because sure. you said the other day, how did you describe it? That you feel like you've been, you've gotten to this place of sort of surfing a dream state, meaning like the energy of not doing too much feels like some kind of dreamy place for you that you like and you're like, I want to stay in this place. Yes, which I know is impossible, mm -hmm. right? I know. But the I, intention is totally possible. Yes. And I've been, I've adhered to that intention. So that's saying no to things and not taking on too much and not over scheduling and noticing the energy of like rush, stress, panic, push and pulling myself out of that and also not wanting to inflict that energy onto others. So intentionally, as much as I can, holding this energy of spaciousness, time. The slower we go, the more time we have. And the faster we go, the less time we have, I've found. And I want to have as much time as possible. Yeah. And that requires going slowly. So with the release of my studio and less with the yoga teacher trainings, obviously less with traveling, right? Like before we would travel so much and it was often like carry on to carry on, trip to trip. And that takes a big toll. And so... Um, it feels like America got pushed into like the speed of either a second world country or, or or just Italy where everyone's just like, I well, I want my thing on Thursday. And well, now it's going to be Tuesday. And it's like, oh man, I guess I just have to wait. Everything's just slowed down. Like Amazon shipments, you know, <laughs> like the ability to get things expected as quickly as before be, and not traveling. Yeah. And so uh, it's created this state where I think for a lot of people, they're not desiring, myself included, to... Uh, always or, or sometimes even feel that chicken with the head cut off yes. energy. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, because of the pandemic in the beginning when everything shifted so much and we really gave each other a lot of leeway for canceling, not having things happen, not having things happen as planned, having things change the last minute, etc. Carrying that leeway forward of things might not happen or things might change or yeah. things might shift and so allowing each other to have that forgiveness around <clears throat> what it's actually 
basically is being in the present moment. Like how much can I be present to what's here now, this moment versus projecting forward into, I've got to get all these things done and this is going to happen then. I want to be as present here and now as possible. COVID is, um, it is presencing. I think it stirs up things of remembering the past and what you miss and it stirs up the present, the future in all of our fears. But maybe the gift in it is that it illuminates then even more how those are these things in your head. Yeah. What you're missing and that what you're worried about. Uh, it's, it is definitely a great illuminator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, totally. So I feel very blessed. I feel really fortunate to have been able to transition the way that I did from my work in the studio to my work Dude, with... You landed on your feet in a big way. And I've said that to you, which is amazing and great. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's not just that, like, you kind of figured out the nuts and bolts of sort of hustling on your own fully, but you also seem to fall into a rhythm with it that, uh, while missing community and the things that came with a yoga studio day to day, um, I, I, that's been pretty impressive. Well, thank you. And I feel like I was just thinking about this in the shower this morning, like the anti-hustle. Like, I don't really feel like I've been hustling. I feel like I've been working, but things come to me, but I don't want to be out there like... I just call it the hustle. I know. I don't want to... But I was just thinking about the word hustle this morning. Like, I don't want to feel like all of my passions have to become hustle side projects too. I want to enjoy things just for the sake of enjoying it in the privacy of my own moments or my own home without thinking, how can I also now monetize this thing that I love. Make it grow. Yeah, or make it grow or get <laughs> more likes it. or quantify it. I just, that, that, and it ties into the slowing down and doing less, not hustling, not quantifying, not selling, really being, really being present. Mm. When the opportunity comes to share things, for sure I will and do all the time. But it's more like, for example, I was sitting at the computer just now, doing work and catching up on things. And I was like, oh yeah, I should make a post about life coaching. And, you know, I've got a spot for a few more clients for 2021. Now would be a good time to do it. And I did it in that moment because I thought of it in that moment and I just did it versus a week ago having a marketing plan of like, I got to make that post to get more clients. I didn't even think of it until an hour ago. I have this conundrum in my head uh, about whether... I would be East Foresting better if I embodied that energy in my life of uh, essentially letting go of like any thoughts of trying to grow in in a quantifiable way and not talking about internal growth, mm-hmm. but external growth. But then I'm like, or is it the reverse mm-hmm. where, because then in essence, perhaps my output of what I give to music would be quite a bit less, or maybe I play Fewer shows, when you if say any. the reverse, what does that mean? I didn't quite understand the reverse. Well, I'm just trying to say like, which is really more valuable Trying for me. to grow or not trying to grow? Simplified? Yeah. And it's, it's I, I think it's a both and is where I come to. It isn't one or the other. Uh, I feel... But I just, I just say like the role that the hustle plays for me. and Is what? It's a, it's like a fire, you know, it's an, it's an energy to, to do things okay. and to, to output. And then it's also can be an energy you can get lost in. Yes. And so, but I don't want to say if I let go of the hustle that, that I think it's kind of fun. I, I purposely say the word cause it's playful. Yeah. And I just said yesterday to this guy's talk to, he's like a money guy. And it's like, listen, man, basically he's trying to wrap his head around my life <laughs> and, and he's just describing my jobs. And I was like, look, man, I've basically just been hustling since I got out of school, avoiding a nine to five. And, and that makes sense to me. I know? guess the question that's in there is like, when is enough enough? Like, when do you feel like really satisfied with the life that you've created and that's my thing. Is, I'm saying there is no enough. There's never a destination. Like creative, I like the expression of creative energy. And there will never be a time I don't like that. I'm not saying then that then you wouldn't produce anything. I'm saying the internal feeling is like, I feel really good and satisfied in this moment. And you continue to produce because it's what you love to do. I do feel that. I do. And uh, we, we were watching this this is exactly what we were talking about the other night. We watched the movie Soul mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, 
which I deeply enjoyed. I believe you did as well. Yeah, and the kids loved it. Fantastic music, great story, well done, and in my opinion, deeply influenced by the book Journey of Souls. And this idea of there, there is nothing else besides the quiescence, the quietude, the perfection that you feel in those moments of spontaneous, let's call it meditation, all day long, hopefully. Those ordinary moments of absorption with the beauty of life as it is. When you take a particular deep breath while you're even washing the dishes and somehow everything just goes... Yeah. That, of course, you, maybe it's the more beautiful moments, you know, in orgasm or seeing a rainbow in the perfect way or the way the wind's going through the trees and the leaves. It's all like, oh, those moments of infiniteness. That's it. I mean, and I don't mean in a pejorative way. I mean, that. that's the just this. Yes. And so all the other stuff, you know, external successes and, and power you might have attained from your practice. You could be the best axe chopper now in the world or mm -hmm. whatever it is, the best mom. Mm -hmm. That's important too, but it's not, it's not, as they would say in the movie, your purpose. Well, yeah. Can I reflect to you for a moment in the vein of this and in 2022 for you, 2020, prior, you know, knowing you and your worlds with like growing tours albums, collaboration, there was this like, we got to get the next thing planned. For example, we got to get the tour in the UK planned. There was pressure and, for a timeline. And then now, because in 2020, all the timelines went away, all the touring went away, you have embraced more this sense of that, that energy is gone. And it might be gone because you know you can't plan a tour right now, or it might be gone because you also feel a sense of grounded contentment with where things are at and how they're unfolding as they unfold? Is that a question? Yes. Um, and a I think so. I think so. Uh, it, it, it was a big help to not be able to do those things. It's not even a choice. And <laughs> the fact that everyone couldn't do it made it easy. Yeah. Easy in the sense that like there's nothing to fight there. We're all I really felt like we're all in it together. How much worse does it feel if you're the only one who can't do that for some reason? Then you're like, well, everyone's just leaving me behind kind of vibe. And I definitely was hustling on a pretty extreme scale for the last um my whole life, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, since you were twenty. Since you got out yeah, of college. I'm still hustling, but <laughs> it's been simplified because the things I'm hustling on are here in the studio at home. It's about just creating music, which goes at the pace it goes at. You know what I'm saying? It's, the hustle has been less multitasking in a way. Would you say that musicians you know too also feel the same? Yeah. A lot of my friends that I've talked to that are professional musicians, um, every single one of them have has maybe been scared about, oh my God, about lost revenue. Mm -hmm. But... All of them have really enjoyed being off the treadmill of either I'm on tour or we're planning for the next tour. It's an incredible tax on your body and, and your mind. energy and your mind. I mean, it is so difficult. It can be very rewarding in, in the moments often of performance, but you know, 98% of it is traveling or waiting or looking for food that you, that's not really that good, or logistics, or whatever, man. Uh, and like someone the other day, it was the first email I'd had in months about coming to do an event. Mm -hmm. And it was all the way across the country. And I haven't done that in a, so long. I haven't flown. You know, we were serious, like, yes. you know, airline points people <laughs> yes. with our statuses and med whatever medallions and like the lounge this. And like, I haven't flown in so long that when they, when I realized, okay, this event would require packing, re the rehearsing, of course, but the plane ride, then the trip, and the finding a place to stay, and then overnight. And then what gate. was your travel fee in your mind? Yeah, my mind is like, what I was charging before, <laughs> I could never, it doesn't seem worth it. <laughs> you know, I, even though the money is like really valuable and I get all that. And I and I very much value what I miss this year was, was connecting with people in that way, like before, that energetic exchange yes. of a live performance is very nourishing and I didn't realize how much. So it's, yes, there is a big payoff and it feeds, it feeds you. Totally. Like teaching. 
like all, our yeah, retreats, all that stuff all we do in events. groups or with just even just one on one with people, that exchange mm-hmm. of energy, this is pointedly showing us the value of it. Anyway, I don't know. To answer your question, uh, it's it's just been it's nice to be able to take a breath and rebalance and and not have to rush into any decisions. It's like, oh, I can I can trust in a different way of being and maybe bring things in, I would hope, uh, in a more mindful way. That's that's my way, as opposed to the way I think it needs to be done. Exactly. Well, it, to tie into that, what would your hope for 2021 be? I had the same question for you. Collectively or personally? Both. Collectively that we can or will have and continue to use this experience to burn through the... You know, the way we're putting our hands over our eyes, over our ears, and coming into recognition of our own personal truths and letting that be more than motivation enough to make decisions that we can move towards a collective future and individual futures that recognize our lack of separateness and the other and our connectedness and our trust that like everything we want and need is already here. We just need to like let go of a lot of things. So beautifully said. And, and that's just my hope because, like, my God, the, the, the pain and the suffering that's come out of this pandemic, whatever you, whatever you think of it, okay, that's undeniable. From death to poverty to stress alone to breakups to suicides to lost jobs to all the things, please let that be worth something. Please don't squander the suffering that's gone into all of us being pushed into choice and you can choose to keep doing what you were doing, but this is just only you can be honest to say, how how can I be, be be better for me, and and where are these where are the thing what can I let go of that's going to allow me to to be a better person? And th- like the movie Soul, it's like that may just be you smiling more to other people. It's not about what you do, and it it could be related to that, but. It's probably more about some internal energy or the way you talk to yourself or how much stuff you put on your plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may or not, in your mind, affect the outside world, but I have, a, I would contend it will. Well, it does. In the long term, It does affect term, especially. the outside world. It does. Yeah. Well, how about personally for yourself? Uh, what am I most hopeful about personally? Yeah. Well, I think it's similar that I that I can hold on to some of the truths and, and strength, whatever, however small that is, to, to move into the new year and, and trust, to trust. So trust is your... Hope. I've always trusted, but I just want uh, more. Is there, is there, you know, more leaning into like that I'm, I'm held and, and guided and, and the process is, is perfect. Yeah. And I don't have to rush it. I um, was just talking with a client yesterday about she was saying how she worries a lot. and she Life wanted, coaching client? Yeah, life coaching client. And she wanted help with worrying. And we talked all about that and unpacked it, but then really got down to trust. When you're trusting, you're not worrying. Yeah, and some people call it faith. And uh, I don't consider it a kind of blind faith. It's, I don't know, it's... It's just, it's a very personal thing, what that feels like to you. I guess my question for you is, will you worry less if you're trusting more? Well, look, you know that I would, I I want to, right? You know that I don't enjoy worrying. Like it's not, it's, it's more, it feels like a burden to me. And it feels like something that I've carried forth from my childhood that I was taught. To worry. Hands down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I have to. I don't want to just push stuff away. So I'm like, worrying is actually a valuable skill that does, it's just trying to look out for me and other people. Planning. That's another way of looking at it. And so it's not all bad. It's like, okay, so it's a a muscle. I just don't want to use that muscle too much, Uh you know? And so I think that that goes, I would would like, I'm going to say yes. Yes, I'm always uh, easing into worrying less but um this this year was tough because it made me worry about things that i didn't think i'd be worrying about i mean if i think for a lot beyond just like you might worry about your life and your career but it's like talking about like all these situations we never can see like other people's behavior in your pod how that affects your own health it's like i don't ready to deal with that before 
No. <laughs> you know, none of us did. It's crazy. Before and like, the let me pandemic, you, try you controlling really... a 17-year-old yeah, and how she gonna... hangs out with her friends. Like, <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. You go into madness. And I'm, <laughs> I'm teetering on like that lack of control is maddening to me. But I've had to just, I have to be really honest with myself about whatever I think of it, how much I can actually control. Right. And you, what you can control is how much it stresses you out. I think you can you can witness it and choose to aim for something, but I don't know. Some of this I feel it in my body. It doesn't even feel like it's in my conscious mind. Like the way certain worries manifest in my body. And, I know. And I'm just like it feels literally like two different minds. Like I'm like, well, I'm thinking one thing, but my body's thinking another. Clearly, through pain it's giving me or whatever. Uh huh. And if anything, that teaches me a lot about stress overall and how horrible that can be for our bodies and it worries me deeply deeply i know there's a little bit of a catch 22 there but all of us like going through what we go through it's i guess it's part of the human experience but boy we've had a lot of cortisol running through the veins we sure have the human race we sure have and you know that just makes me think of you and the work you do as an antidote for that all right next question your turn you're going to ask me? Sure. No, no, no. I mean, you, it, you, I, I started by asking you off my list. Why don't you ask something? I On my list was, what was your hope for 2021? I just asked oh, you that. Oh, okay. All right. So I'll go back to me. Um, what was your biggest blind spot in 2020? <laughs> and what do you think there was, was the collective biggest blind spot in 2020? Well, what I think first is... Uh, my blind spots, what I'm not aware of. So it's hard for me to know what my blind spot is. Like well, maybe, I'm, back. maybe I'm not even aware of it yet. I think okay. my biggest blind spot I'm not aware of because it's in my blind spot. Because could Dig you? Deeper. <laughs> could no, you? I'm just saying like, there's got to be some things no, looking back. No, no, I back. was going to ask, like, can you help me tease it out? Like, what would you maybe suggest is my biggest blind spot? It's like looking back on the year, are there avenues you went down? You're like, whoa, I've... I didn't realize I was lost a bit until later or uh, like for me, you know, there was some serious stress in the early parts of the pandemic initially, Mm -hmm. and I feel it very differently now. It's still, it's just a different flavor. So I look at that like, okay, I was definitely feeling overwhelmed. And uh, I was also feeling like there's a lot of catastrophizing there and feeling out of control and like, and I was, you know. So for you, that was a blind spot in the beginning. Um, you could look at it that way. Or you could perhaps yeah. just phrase it like you've gotten better with dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to be in QAnon, you know, at the beginning of the year. No, I'm kidding. Kidding. That was my blind spot. <laughs> that you weren't in it. <laughs> I started it. Yeah. I'm Q. <laughs> Stop uh, it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> all of that is not true. No. Not at all. But uh, that's kind of what I, you know, this year has been an amazing year for that. Just like crazy. I don't want to seem crazy. I'm just going to say like wild ideas, identities that people take on and go deeper with. And if anything, I've been trying to loosen up my sense of identity and not be like, it's more like this is who I am or what I believe more like if who I am is saying like, I don't want to be us versus them all the time. Yeah. Like, how do I hold that energy and be thinking in my mind, there's all this judgment of like, that's a crazy idea. Like the person who wrote me about the mask, mm-hmm. right? I vehemently disagree with that. But I also have to be like, how do I not then just relegate it to like, well, there's me and there's them kind well, of idea. It doesn't have to be an either or. I think it's just a spectrum and you can still hold people with compassion wherever they are because that whoever wrote you like that's actually her truth like that's so true for her she wrote she really wanted a refund which is not my control by the way for you don't write an artist for for a refund it's not even technically my event it's uh the promoter is putting exactly that's i'm just saying too that's not how you typically goes if i go to see you know Jack you Johnson. Seen a show in a while, I'm so. not going to go write Jack Johnson and ask him for a refund. Hey, Jack. <laughs> Didn't like the show. But my blind spot. Wait, can we just sidebar here <laughs> of all the greatest things? It's like I did have someone buy a CD, I kid you not, and ask for 
$7 of the 10 back because they only like three of the songs. <laughs> I remember that I one. I kid you not, they actually... <laughs> Can like, I have... No, totally serious. So like, I thought this would be better. I do like three of the songs. So could I please have a refund for $7? I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> or someone offered... Or it's, um, like, it's like eating half of your dinner when you go out to dinner and you're like... I didn't want well seventy percent actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 70% I'd like three dollars back. Um, <laughs> no, someone asked me to play a show before the pandemic, or maybe a year or two right. ago, and they were like, you know, hey, I'm a big fan, and blah blah blah. And again, it's like anytime someone's writing you directly, is when it says right there for booking. You know, agents, a different good email. People, agents are real people. They're good people. They just help you do it. And they're like, no, I don't want to talk to an agent or a manager or anybody. I just want to talk to artists so I can do this. And then they're like, yeah, what's, you know, big fan. You know, it's my wife's birthday. I'd like to come play. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, um, tell me more, you know, give me the basics. And then I'm like, look, um, here's, but here's the range, what it could cost, you know, and let me know if this is in your window. And the person wrote back laughing like, ha, ha, ha. I don't know who you think you are. You know, I was planning on giving you, I think it was like 150 bucks and half a gallon of maple syrup because <laughs> it was up there in that neck of the woods. So I thought about it. If it was a full gallon of maple syrup that I had to take home on a plane with all my gear, he would have had me. But He does love maple syrup. You know, half a gallon plus 150 bucks to fly yeah. across the country and play his wife's birthday. <sighs> it didn't happen. No, but that's the funny, the funny things that happen. Um, so I'm hopeful that we'll, we'll have some more, some more fun messages in the future. We we really really enjoy them. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of my blind spots still, oh, though, yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. And um, <sighs> how about blind e ish spots? Doesn't have to say it was like this big blind spot. Just things that looking back that you're like maybe just roads you went down, energetically or not. Well, I think that I guess I can answer in a broader sense that for many of us, myself included, this year provided an opportunity to recognize blind spots around race and privilege, right? Yeah. So that was one of the major themes of 2020. And again, inherently in blind spots, you don't see them, but trying to see and think about and consider where those potentially are for me versus like the whole immediate, well, I'm not racist kind of response. Yeah. Like, oh, well, where, where might it be showing up in subtle ways that I just. Or how we talked about this the other day. Like, I think I thought less about how I could help actively. I always thought of myself as an ally, but I never thought about Anti. what it meant. Yeah. What that whole energy meant. And I, I have felt that I have seen a lot of change um, in the, whatever community you want to call it that I see out there yeah. that I'm I'm glad to see. We can always do more, but it if, seems like a lot of people got the message like, hey, there's a lot you can do mm -hmm. in amplifying voices. And mm -hmm. I, I try to as best as I can um, with the podcast and, yeah. and with collaborations and so forth. And I try to strike that balance of like, you know, what's flowing naturally and who's coming into my world. Mm -hmm. but also like, what can I do actively? Like I definitely pick up on things when I think of something or I, I see something I like. I'm like, oh, let me work to uh, to connect the dots here. Yeah, I feel that's very true. And a lot of people have made great strides. And I would say in my own life, I feel like I've, because I've become so isolated, it feels like I've had less opportunities to do more because I'm kind of doing a lot less in a sense. Right. And all, none of us are connecting in groups or things that you normally would yeah. cross paths. But. but the intention is there and the awareness of it is there and the opportunities are being looked for. But I just feel like in many ways, besides the regular like donating money, which I continue to do, I don't... Maybe I could switch the question. This is good. Like, okay. what do you think is more like the biggest blind spot in the wellness spiritual community in 2020 and how that relates to 2021, because we have talked about this a lot. So we don't have to name anybody. It's more okay. just like what we're seeing is like, because we think about it clearly when we think about uh, privilege, race, and people have talked about that in the wellness industry. Yeah. Um, but we also, this kind of dovetails into like that show can 
spirituality, is that what it's called? Yeah. And that whole notion of the sort of how I've termed it sharpening the blade in the spiritual world. Well, that's a big topic. And I, everyone has blind spots and everyone has room to grow. And um, there can easily become like an insular bubble that people get into. And when you're on the spiritual path, for sure, you know, there's all kinds of spiritual bypassing, which would mean, you know, personal, real life, tangible, actual problems or conflicts, blowing them out into like oneness, non-duality, everything happens for a reason type of things, which is true on one hand, but also not true on the other hand. So you have to really be able to contain this idea of paradox. Um, And a lot of folks in the wellness world, spiritual in quotes world, can get pulled into things like um uh um, what's the word i'm looking for uh delusion no no conspiracies (laughs) into conspiracies i was thinking conspirituality but i'm like that's not it my words are getting mixed up can get pulled into conspiracies because they tend to inherently want to think outside of the box which is a good thing like thinking outside of the program question is reality. the journey that we're on. We have to be able to question reality. And I feel like it was somewhat safer to look into conspiracies before, like when you and I were more into it in our like teens and 20s than it is now because of the way information is disseminated and it feels like it's so polarizing too. And that energy that you spoke of before, the us versus them, is insidious and deep and toxic. It never ends. It never ends. And so personally, I, my internal barometer when looking into something is, is this, does this give me a feeling of separation or us versus them? Where in the spiritual conspirituality side of things, it can be the finger pointing to the other side of like, they're wrong. They've got a hidden agenda. They're trying to take away your powers. You have to watch out for them. That type of energy is a red flag for me. So I steer clear of that, but you can easily get sucked into it, especially when it's true we can't trust our government. I feel it's true. I I think that statement in itself is too black and white. There are aspects you certainly can. I think there are aspects you can. There are aspects you can. And I don't when I say you can't trust, I, I'm saying, do I feel like my government is telling me the truth about everything all of the time? No. Do I think that there's truths that the government keeps from the collective? Yeah, I and do. It's, you know, it's, it's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that we do have this whole hierarchy of it. But there's, it's so vast and there's so many systems to it that, yeah. the, you know— like the U.S. mail has problems, but I kind of feel like no one's. I don't feel like there's some fuckery happening. When he says mail, he doesn't mean white mail. <laughs> no, like the postal Postage. service. You know, it's like, or the way that there's this, the way it trickles things. down to like the way voting was a fraud for perhaps fifty to seventy million people right now are believing that something was truly fraudulent or stolen, where another side, the extreme opposite, is the feeling. You know, that's that's sort of a symptom of something eroding where like, I mean, it, that it never ends. The manifestation of, of that feeling of lack of trust, because like you have to kind of choose. You'll never know nope. anything for sure. So it's sort of you have to just kind of like, I'm going to take I'm going to believe certain things at this moment and not others. And you recognize that's just a choice and something you're holding. But some things I think make more it's an easier leap than others. Like some things, like if they do a hand recount of paper ballots three, two or three times, it's like, you know, look, it, most likely that's fairly accurate, right? As opposed to the alternatives of tens of thousands of, of fraudulent, yes. fake, actual ballots. I trust in our election process. 
That's one thing that I feel like. But I don't was trust done. the money in it and stuff. You know, yes, like all the, exactly. I mean, there's a huge problem. Well, that but... again is the containing of the paradox, where it's like some of it's good and some of it's bad, but that's inherent in the nature of reality for every single thing. And so again, like you were saying, you have to choose, knowing that you can't know everything. Where does the rabbit hole stop for you? And how are some of those rabbit hole? The further you go down, is it an excuse? for um, not dealing with the way things are. Yes. It's because sometimes it just is messy. And unfortunately, there's truths on both. It's just yeah. not great. And it is messed up, but it's, it's then you can't then just say like, well, then the whole thing is mm -hmm. against me. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, you're making me think of this moment that I had this summer with Benji, who's the seven-year-old in the house. No, he's not he's seven. Nine, the nine-year-old uh, in the yeah. house. The nine-year-old <laughs> in the house. And I was encouraging him all summer to bike and bike around the neighborhood, like basically get out of the house and get off the screen. Yeah. And he was biking. It's one of his first big bike rides down the streets and he saw a garage sale sign and he came back and he's like, mom, come to this garage sale with me. I'm like, it's crack for you. Okay. Yeah. You got a babe biking on a sunny day with my sweetheart to a garage sale. Sounds good. And it ended up being way longer than he had thought that it was. So we biked all the way to this place and it turns out it's this old home that was owned by a man for probably like 50 years. It was in his, his uh, life and he had passed away and his sons were there at the estate sale and they were um what's the politically correct term that i could say <laughs> <laughs> they were they were like my kin down salt in the, the south <laughs> of florida they were salt of the earth they were hunters they were fishermen yeah. they were trump supporters mm -hmm. they were you know different than the folks that I interact with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I loved the experience of one going into this home, right? Estate sales, you get to go inside. And the two sons were there and one of the the wives and they were so sweet and so loving and so kind and so helpful and so generous with all the things that they were selling. And just to say, I had to have a moment where it was like across the fence and just to be with these two sons who had lost their father in this moment that for them, they were still really sad and grieving and getting to talk to them about their father and like look them in the eye and listen and share and just feel this deep human connection to if you were to zoom out and go to like Fox News and you see these guys on that screen, they would feel like other, different, bad, scary. But when you see them face to face, they're just regular humans too sure trying yeah. to do their best and live their best and who have super generous open hearts as well mm -hmm. everybody i think or many people have bigger hearts than we give them credit for well they all have it it's just how much they can access it uh, yeah and it's sort and of the like, barriers to access yeah and why those are there which are real Everyone is on a spiritual journey. It's not like certain people are and certain people aren't. Yeah. Everyone is. It's just how much they're basically consciously identified with that process and how important it is to them. But they're all we're all on it. Uh, it doesn't matter really how you are exercising your life. You're in it whether you like it or not in a sense. It's, and that's just my viewpoint of like saying that it all matters, I, I believe. It all matters. It your does. choices matter. Like uh, they and really do. Interactions with you know, salt of the earth folks like that can sometimes feel better than the clicky interactions that you get with those in the in the wellness world that feel so judgmental. You mean like when you're talking to someone who's they're creating more of that feeling of us versus them saying like yeah. we're in a camp and someone else yeah. is in a camp. Do you have the right clothes? Do you have the right looks? Do you have the right water bottles? Do you no, have the right crystals? Do you No, yeah. you're not at all. <laughs> That's one of the things I love about you. You're not at all. No, I'm and in I my try own and bubble. I hope I don't come across that way either. But who knows? No, that could no. be one of my blind spots. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's maybe your turn. Okay. I'll get a few more in here before we... Uh... Here is the question for you. What advice would you give 30-year-old Trevor? I don't know who that is. He's It's baby Krishna. Baby Krishna. 30-year-old. <laughs> now I feel old. I'm like, that's an old person. <laughs> um, what advice? <sighs> I, 
I think I I would say keep working hard. I wouldn't say any of that, like do less or anything like that. But it'd be more... Uh, well, where's 30-year-old Trevor at this moment in time? What 30? was he doing? Um, I Well, I think I was in New York City and about to leave New York City. Okay. And I think I was really just starting to pop off and like, wait a minute. And everything was just really starting to begin. It felt like the beginning of a new sense of self. So sort of was before that and after that. Okay. And for those who have been listeners, I'm speaking directly to the story I've told many times of when I took the mushrooms with my first education of the individual soul album and how I felt like a changed man. We're becoming a man, really. Well, how would Part you, one. if you could go back in time and inspire a 30-year-old Trevor, what mm. would you say? Um, it's like, okay to be joyful or no. Cause I knew I wanted to be joyful. I think I would have just told myself. Are you saying that you weren't that joyful then? Sure. There are moments. I just say it's all good. It's like all the, all the different things. It's okay. It's okay. Just that kind of feeling held a bit more. You give him a big hug, a big hug, that kind of fatherly energy of like, man, it is so okay. Everything you will do and the mistakes and the triumphs, it's all cool. Just, just know that, like, go play, you know, go do what you can. And it's all fantastic, you know. What would you say to 42-year-old Krishna? <laughs> this feels like a trick. <laughs> um, I guess the same thing, you know. Which is, what did I just hear you say? That it's okay and everything you... Can, will do the things you might deem mistakes or successes that it's all just great and they're all on a scale of perfection so it's like just go play and and enjoy it all because it's all perfect mm. i guess all right you tricked me <laughs> was it a trick you sly one <laughs> is that it or is that a i have another question or? okay well, the part two was, what would you ask 42-year-old, which I didn't have written down. This just uh -huh. came up as you we were talking. You did not ask that till second part. That's very smart of you. Are you feeling guarded in this moment? No, no. I Go ahead. Do you have another one? What was your biggest career success of 2020? What a strange year. What's, it wouldn't be the things like external as much. Um, this year has been seismic for uh, the way I work and who I work with and all the things. I mean, so there's all the obvious things that changed. And then... What's your biggest career success, 2020? Number one. Um, I think being more empowered. Feeling more empowered. Yeah. Um, I, I, I left my management company at the time, right when the pandemic hit, same weekend. Mm -hmm. We parted ways after many, what, three and a half years. And uh, so I started creating some new relationships and connections and team members. And um, I think I put myself like I used to be way back in the day, more at the center of my own choices. And at first that was really scary and it still is in certain ways, but it's it, the success has been that I felt more empowered because by default it was just sort of me. And I was like, oh, and over time though, I'm like, oh, I enjoy being intimately involved with this stuff and sort of being the CEO of myself. <laughs> Which you always were. Right. But I I had intentionally, yeah, turned it over in certain ways. And I'm just saying like, I could have, I could work now, I think a little differently. And, and there's some things I've learned there that I think will behoove it, just me enjoying it more. Yeah. And, seem... and I think being more successful personally in that way, because I think it'll just work better. Because you're enjoying it more. Well, and I know like what, how I want to trust and also how I want to direct my own life. And also a, the energy that you want to interact with. Yes. 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 Um, that's really important. It's kind of everything really, because the rest of it's the what you do, but it's not the how you do it. And yeah. the how you do it's kind of everything, right? It's going back to like, all that is, is just this. So if you're not really feeling that so great, be like, yeah, but we're going to get this awesome thing. It's like the thing's irrelevant. The means don't <laughs> justify the ends. It's almost like there is no ends, really. They're just yes. things. And the means is is the show. 
Exactly. So how do you want to do the show? And I do have choice, as we all do. Like, who do you want to surround ourselves with? At least in that sense, um, I feel very privileged to be able to. I'm not forced to work with so-and-so or such company, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to work with some great people this year. I mean, half a gallon of maple syrup, you know, that's my <laughs> choice. Not quite enough. When I think of a half a gallon enough. of maple syrup, but the picture in my mind is a gallon that's half full. And I yeah, love that it's too. a used bottle. Yeah, like it's like a Trader Joe's <laughs> bottle. of It's half. Those, half of it's in there. Yeah. I am really tempted to taste it, though. I'm just curious. Like, is it really good? Because you know me, I'm big into maple syrup. He uses so it's not maple even, syrup The joke really day. is that, like, I love using maple syrup as a sweetener in things, cooking. Everything. And, yeah. It's your go-to. Yeah. So, you know, they were on the right track. It's a grade B. I prefer it is. You know? <laughs> we don't know. We'll never know, sadly. Um, Do you have any more questions for me? Yeah, this is a sort of an easy, fun one. Uh, what any? What was your, some of your favorite music discoveries in 2020? Oh boy! You're not any longer the DJ radio host of Terrestrial Radio that you were, in which I you were know. playing new music. So then you were really on top of it. But um, I feel like it doesn't have to be new things; just things you were jamming on throughout the year. Oh, goodness gracious! You know, that's sadly this question makes me sad. <laughs> this question makes well, it's me a really, really, negative, really, so really, it makes really you happy. Because I was a radio DJ for a decade. But you started your podcast instead. And I was DJ Chakra Khan, and I would DJ events, you know, out you are all of the time. DJ Chakra Khan. Benji told me the other day I wasn't DJ Chakra Khan anymore because I haven't played any gigs. Ouch. I know. It's come from well, you're not a little boy anymore because you don't bike around the neighborhood. <laughs> you just watch iPad screens. So... And then Treefort Music Fest that I helped plan didn't happen either. And the gigs I did have for DJing, all of them didn't happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like, and I haven't got to go to any shows besides the Magic Sword East Forest show. Yeah, that one we did outdoors. So it's been somewhat of a musicless year well, in many ways. Let me help you out. You, but you got me. Well, you got me. Of he got me a vinyl record for Christmas of salt. Salt. Yeah. Salt. S a u l t. So we've been jamming on the salt vinyl. Not the new ones. <laughs> the ones that you that you enjoy that we put on. Well, we've put on all kinds of stuff. I mean, we were just jamming out on Glass Animals, but that's an old vinyl. C and Cake. You're a big C and Cake fan. I love the C and Cake. Yeah. We listen to that a lot. My vinyl collection is huge. Yeah, it's really, really good. And I always try to ask you to put more on. And I do. It exists. And I do. Um, so, man, I guess that's a hope I have for myself for mm. 2021 is to get back into the music because it's really fallen off while all these other things have taken over. Yeah. And sometimes it was like when we were out performing and stuff, you meet and discover music at festivals or concerts. Yeah, going to yeah. shows. Yeah. Going to shows was a really big thing, and that just hasn't happened. Didn't we go to um, Jonesy and Alex? That was a that was um, November of 2019. It was? Yeah. <laughs> we just went. <laughs> um, That's how long ago it was. Wow. Okay. And I guess, oh, right. So we're. But what's been happening for me, babe, if I can tell you, is yeah. I've been making my own music. Yes. I've been, I've taken singing lessons with Sheila, Bringy, and Brent. I've taken harmonium lessons with Sheila, Bringy, and Brent. I've taken virtually, harmonium yeah. lessons with Govindas and Radha, all of that virtually. And so I, like just this morning, part of my routine is I got up and I played the harmonium. And sang the Hanuman Shalisa, and I could do all of it with my eyes closed, just in the bav. I could play the harmonium, changing chords, wow. and singing nice. all by myself. Wow. So awesome. I guess the music has turned internal versus external this year. I've been making so much more of my That's own music. That's a huge music. shift. Yeah. That's and I had great. a vision. Here's a hope for 2021. You and I are going to come out with a Hanuman Shalisa song <laughs> together. You're going to do the music 
and I'll sing the chants. Uh, I it's it okay. Wow. So that's a 2021 hope for your beloved Radha over here. All right, it's on the vision board. It's on the vision board, Shalisa. Yeah. For Radha Krishna. Okay. Yeah. Well, what else for you? Anything else, or any other uh, things as we're closing out this year? Well, as we're closing out this year, I want to just say how grateful I am to have you as my partner because you've been stellar and awesome and a rock and a great yang to my yin in many, many ways. In the places that I do have blind spots that you perhaps see, you often hold me with a lot of compassion and forgiveness and allowance and um, lift me up in lots of so many ways by holding the ship steady throughout all of it. And I'm really grateful to you for the work that you did for my meditation album, yeah. mixing and mastering and editing and music, of course. Yeah. I feel like I'm the luckiest yogini on the planet. Everyone wants East Forest music as a backdrop to their meditation. And Well, they're great meditations. And thanks, thanks for all that. No, I, I feel that relationship is, I've always felt it's the crucible for spiritual development. It's one of the most fiery, best places to really get the kiln going um but i've been incredibly grateful that we could have that rock of partnership especially during the covidian era as it continues because i i my heart goes out to those who are truly alone um i think that would be rough really rough and so even though i can't control everybody and who they hang out with um I'm grateful for what I do get, which is partnership and like our community, a little micro community in a sense. So it's uh, something I'm very grateful for. Yeah. All right. Um, any other last words for the year? Hang in is there. Is your podcast it's been going over a year or is this the first year? I passed a year. It was a year in August. So you're, you're going to be like a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a year and a half. How many episodes have you put out? I want to say I'm at like, this will be like episode 58 or 59. It's one of those things that I'm just holding lightly too. Like, I don't want to stress about putting out a podcast every week. So it might be a few weeks and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast for me, I do it because I enjoy it. Totally. And I don't make any money off it. Matter of nope. fact, it costs me probably with all the different fees, certainly in the hundreds per year, I think. They take all about, the time. Takes about a minimum four hours, I'd say, a week, maybe five. That's and a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't wasn't so sure I'd keep it up at a weekly pace because it's like I didn't want. I, I was like, I will if it does and it feels natural and it has, but it is it is a fairly significant amount of energy and I but I just enjoy it as a different avenue to explore the same show that I want to explore at the music um, and to hopefully be amplifying other voices, not just my own. And I get to learn a lot and I get to meet a lot of people. And if there's ways that you guys, at least for my show, I don't know if you want to invite this same sort of critique. I don't want to know what I'm not doing well out there, but if there's things you like and you're like, I'd love to see more of that, yeah. Let me know because um, the podcast can go as I hope it's part of a community and it, it serves to us. And so if there's something you're digging like this kind of thing or more like the solos or you like the dialogues with particular types of people, let me know at uh, info at eastforest.org. Or you could always, um, I guess, try and message us on social media. And if it's a crazy funny one, we'll share it with each other because <laughs> it brightens our day. <laughs> brightens our day thanks thanks for having me on and i'm looking forward to 2021 and please do reach out you can find me at marissarada.com m-a-r-i-s-a-r-a-d-h-a.com and all the fun things that i do come join my world yeah i'm sure there'll be more it'll be even easier when we can start to gather the kind of things and in, um uh, including our retreat that we're hopeful for for the fall 2021 in Utah and I'm hopefully we'll get back to Esalen and and who knows where else so um, it's been a transformative year for some of us way more than others but for all of us we're, we're definitely in it together on spaceship earth and uh, 
I think we're going to be continuing to walk through some murky ground. You know, it's hard to walk on, but I know, I know we can do it, and I know that if we, we can are doing trust it. one another, uh, we'll realize how much help is out there. You know, there's a lot of good people out there. So many, a lot, and a lot of them who are really good people. Um, they might not be the majority, but it doesn't need to be. And everyone can get there. I feel like it is there. the majority. I feel like the majority of people are really good people. So we can do it. We can do it. So happy new year to everybody. Yes. And uh, thanks for being part of the families. And we'll continue in 2021. Blessings for spacious abundance. Love to all of you. Ram Ram. Don't take any shit. But if you do, what do you do? Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>